Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm your host, Jenna Norman. Um, thank you for tuning in today. We've got a big show for you today. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful week. I was, um, this was my first week back to work after having a week off. Um, I do travel. I'm a travel echo tech, so I do travel contracts. So I had a week off between contracts, um, which was awesome, but I was happy to get back to work because if I'm off, I don't get paid. And uh, we just put on a new roof, that uh, roof to our house and to our hangar. Um, yes, I said hangar. We have an airplane hangar that has an airplane, um, not my airplane though. Um, but so that cost a lot of money. And then we're getting a wood stove installed because it's good to have a second way of heating the house because propane and gas and all that stuff is ridiculously expensive. Um, and then my dryer just shit the bed. So I need to get back to work, needed to make money. Um, but I, I just wanted to throw out there, I'm so grateful I took this job, um, this travel job, because I was on the fence about it. Um, I obviously asked for God's guidance, and I really feel like this is the first time that I asked for guidance. And this was a solid, yes, go do it. And thank goodness, because if I wasn't making travel money, there'd be no way that we'd be able to afford all this crap that's going on. Um, anyways, trust God. I wanted to just give some props to him for guiding me to take that travel contract. Um, all right. Big, big show for you today. We're going to go over uh, the MAGA cult and Bootgate, uh, DeSantis and medical freedom, turbo cancers, uh, Pascal Najati, Peter Hotez, Dr. Fauci, touch on Travis Kelsey, the war, and then uh, transgender men in women's sports. Um, I took a Delta 8 gummy uh, from a new company called Shellshock that I'm trying out. Um, I also got gummies for my dogs, uh, CBD gummies, to try to see if that will help uh, with some anxiety and some skin stuff. But uh, I better get this going before this kicks in because uh, that could be interesting. Um, anyways, um, and save your, uh, save your breath, judgmental duties. Nobody wants that kind of negativity around here. We do what we want and we like to have fun. Anyways, okay. All right. I know everyone wants to forget about COVID. I don't blame you, but we can't. I wish we could move on, uh, but we can't forget what they did to us with lockdowns, tanking small businesses, the nursing home deaths, warp speed, vaccine, the CARES Act that brought us mass mail-in voting, um, and brought us the vegetable-in-chief Joe Biden. Um, it's still the official position of the Trump campaign that he saved 100 million lives with lockdowns and vaccines. Uh, no, he is wrong. That is not correct. We need a reckoning on this so it never happens again. We can never shut our country down like that ever again, or we just we won't have a country. This is the biggest issue for me that separates Trump from DeSantis. Um, DeSantis got things wrong too. Yes, in the beginning, he did everything that Trump told him to do. Uh, but he changed course and he changed course quickly. He hired Joseph Ladapo, uh, Dr. Ladapo, um, as his Surgeon General, who is so smart. Um, this guy is so smart. He was part of the American American Frontline Doctors, and he's the only Surgeon General going after the vaccine. Uh, he's telling the truth. He's the only one telling the truth about this stuff. Everyone else is just ignoring it completely. 
Um, they are not recommending the vaccine for anyone under 65. Honestly, it shouldn't be recommended for anyone, but that, that's a good start. Um, and they're working on getting it pulled off the market completely. DeSantis uh, brought Dr. Ladapo with him up to New Hampshire for a medical freedom town hall. The DeSantis campaign is the only campaign or politician out there serious about medical freedom and making sure that this never happens again. Trump is still out there saying he did nothing wrong and that he did everything right. Um, Barf. One of my favorite people, she has a fantastic podcast, The Shannon Joy Show. She's from my area out here in New York. She just interviewed DeSantis on her show. It was all about medical freedom. She asked fantastic questions. DeSantis didn't dodge any of the questions. He answered them pretty perfectly, I'd have to say. Um, But it was related to the vaccine and medical freedom. And he said that he would repeal the National Vaccine Injury Act in, of 1986. Yay! Uh, if you don't know what that is, it is the law that was passed in 1986 by Ronald Reagan and removed all liability for vaccine makers. And uh, not surprisingly, after that, the number of vaccines on the childhood schedule skyrocketed. Uh, obviously, because they can put whatever vaccine they want on there. And if there's death or injury, they cannot be held liable. He also talked about the PrEP Act. And, re- uh, and repealing that. The prep, a- the PrEP Act was updated by Trump, which made the COVID vaccines free from liability. Because um, remember, they were under the EUA, the Emergency Use Authorization. It says here, the PrEP, the PrEP Act, which authorizes, authorizes the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to declare that a disease or other health condition or other threat Um, constitutes a public health emergency. It grants a covered person immunity from legal liability for all claims for loss relating to the administration or use of covered countermeasures such as drugs, biological products, medical devices, and vaccines. Uh, It was a disaster. Trump also signed the CARES Act, which was a disaster. Thomas Massey is the only one who voted against it. Um, The CARES Act gave $400 million to overhaul election law procedures. And that brought us the mail-in voting, which brought us to uh, to Biden, the vegetable in chief, being our president. So Trump literally did this to himself. While we're on the topic of Trump, I'm sure this is a lot of people's favorite subject and Uh, I haven't gotten any hate mail yet, but anyways, uh, while we're on the topic of Trump, we have a war brewing in the Middle East. We have Bidenomics, an open border. People can't afford homes, vehicles, groceries, and the MAGA call is debating about DeSantis's boots and how tall he is. They're literally calling it bootgate, like bootgate. Yes, bootgate. Jason Miller, he's a senior advisor to the Trump campaign, posted this on Twitter. Okay, get this. He says, three expert shoemakers say Ron DeSantis is probably wearing height boosters. Like, get out of here. Um, number one, there's, there's, he's got four points here. Number one, shoemaker Nicholas Templeton notes this unusually high wrinkle in the boot, suggesting DeSantis' ankle sits up high. Number two, according to a cowboy bootmaker, Graham Ebner, the leather appeal stretched here, further suggesting a heel lift. Number three, Ebner says DeSantis's foot seems to end here, he's pointing to his boot, um, causing the toe of the boot to curl upward. 
Number four, Ebner believes this knot comes from the joint at the base of DeSantis' big toe sticking out. Like, are you kidding me? This is so dumb. This this is just so dumb. Uh, we are not a serious country. We can't debate policy, so we're going to pick on DeSantis's footwear. And I I, he, I guess he's five eleven. I mean, that's not short. I I, I don't know. So this is just so dumb. Um, Trump is also already accusing DeSantis of attempting to cheat in the Iowa caucuses, which back when he was running in 2016, he accused Ted Cruz of the same thing. Um, he also told his base not to vote for him at a speech in New Hampshire. Like, why would you do that? Why would you tell your your base not to vote for you? I just don't understand. He has spent over $2 million on attack ads on DeSantis. Um, does this sound like a campaign or a guy who's supposedly 57, 100 trillion points ahead in the polls? Uh, n- no, no, it does not. And he's, he's just acting bizarre. This is not Trump of 2016 or 2020, 2020 Trump. I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm seriously over this nonsense. Um, MAGA's making all the excuses for him, but he was faced with this crisis, this COVID crisis, and he failed. He failed. It is what it is. We just need to move on. And he's also losing, he's losing his mind. I don't know what's going on with him. I've never seen him like this. Um, he was in Texas a couple days ago doing a speech, a rally, I don't know. And he was doing an impression of a transgender weightlifter, but he had his hands up like, I don't know, like a gopher. I don't <laughs> I don't know, like a gopher. And he's saying like, mommy, mommy, help me, help. Like, I don't even know. You have to watch it. It's just crazy. It's, I don't understand what's going on. Um, but it's dumb. And we just need to get our country back on track, debate policy and outcomes and not people's footwear and how tall they are. I'm just, I'm over the dumb. All right. Enough for Trump for now. Um, Pascal Najati. He is the son of um, a world economic co-founder, and he's a Swiss banker, who's asked for the arrest of Bill Gates for democide. He has made a documentary called Cutting the Head Off the Snake. He's also stated that him, his mother and himself are dying from the vaccine. Let me bring up this link here. All right. Pascal Najati. In a bold new documentary called Cutting Off the Head of the Snake, Pascal Najati, a Swiss banker, uh, delves into the dark underbelly of global organizations headquartered in the serene city of Geneva, Switzerland. He's a retired Swiss banker um, who was head of the state of the financial direction of the country. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Let me get through this. Um, He accused Bursted of making false statements surrounding the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine. He was a son of the late Hussein Najati, who was assassinated in 2013 and reportedly was a co-founder of the World Economic Forum. Najati revealed his father's disdain for the WEF, which led to his departure from the organization in the early 1980s, leaving Klaus Schwab at the helm. Everything evil in the world related to democide, unfortunately, comes from Geneva, um, Najati said. You have the WHO in Geneva, you have Gavi, and then you have the WEF, um, the World Economic Forum, which his father was a co-founder and left Klaus Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s. 
He says, I, as a Swiss citizen right here, now declare that WEF is not not an eligible anymore for diplomatic immunity. He urges Swiss authorities to arrest those responsible for advocating for a um, a global humanity injection by a bioweapon, implicating Big Pharma, Big Tech, Bill Gates, and other entities. Both he and his mother are victims of this grand scheme. He says, the WEF, WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, and Bill Gates all advocated a global humanity injection by a bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people, and we Swiss are hosting them. That's terrible. We cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity, but you have done it. I'm the victim. I'm dying from it, and my mother is too. It's democide and will be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity, he said. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty heavy. Uh, side note on that, Elon Musk has banned him from Twitter. Um, make of that what you will. Twitter is definitely better than what it used to be. But, I mean, <laughs> you speak out against those uh, big corporations and Bill Gates, you're probably going to get yourself banned um if not assassinated but go check out the documentary the trailer looks good it's on rumble another documentary that everyone should check out i've heard you need to bring your tissues is called shot dead it premieres november 9th it was made by we the patriots which it's a legal firm who has done amazing work on protecting medical freedom religious freedom and parental rights The documentary is about those uh, who were killed and injured by the COVID vaccine. And it looks like it's mostly uh, children and teenagers that they're covering in this documentary. There's a live event in Tulsa with a Q&A with Dr. Peter McCullough after the film. There's live music. um, And the live stream will be on Rumble as well. It says, this is from Alan Martin. His daughter is featured in the in the documentary. He says, in eight days, it will be one year since my 18-year-old daughter Trista was killed by Pfizer. The documentary Shot Dead will premiere here in Tulsa on that day, which is November 9th. The proceeds from the film will go to the conservative legal firm, We the Patriots, who will be making a huge announcement at the event. Lots of special guests, live music from Five Times August, who's pretty awesome. You should check him out. Um, and a Q&A. If you're near to the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you. And tickets are at shotdead.org. Um, that's just tragically sad. Um, and there's so many stories that just aren't getting out there about this. Um, staying on the tragedies brought on by the COVID vaccines, Vigilant News reports on what they're calling turbo cancers. Um, Ed Dowd, he is the founder of Finance Technologies and the author of Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Death in 2021 and 2022, and Dr. William Mackis, who is an oncologist and a cancer researcher. They're sounding the alarm on these turbo cancers uh, post-vaccination. It says, it's a tsunami of cancer diagnoses, lamented Dr. Mackis. These ones are hitting young people especially hard. Lymphoma, brain tumors, breast, colon, lung, and testicular cancers. And the leukemias are extremely aggressive. These leukemias, when they're being diagnosed, are killing the individual in a matter of weeks, days, or even hours after the diagnosis. It's that aggressive. And I have a link here. This um, is by Vigilant News fantastic follow on Twitter. I know I've mentioned them before. They do great reporting 
Um, oncologist states late stage cancers are devastating students after college vaccine mandates. So this this article um, lays out 27 different uh, college students, their stories of what's happening to them. Um, turbo cancers are devastating the age group 18 to 24, and this is just a small sample of the devastation. It goes over the 72, the 72 teenagers or young adults. This group was aggressively COVID-19 mRNA vaccinated, but did not need these experimental pharmaceutical products because college kids and young kids and children and babies were not at risk of COVID, if you remember. In this group of 72 turbo cancers, there are 27 lymphomas, eight leukemias, seven brain cancers, six testicular cancers, five sarcomas, four breast cancers, three colon cancers, two melanomas, and two ovarian cancers. This is just, uh, this is tragic and sad, and we have not seen the full extent of what these shots have done. And just in my day-to-day work over the past few years, I've also witnessed a lot of aggressive cancers. There was just a 35-year-old man with colon cancer, and it has spread to his lungs and his liver. Just And there was another local person here, um, healthy, healthy woman. She was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, died very quickly after that. This just doesn't, this doesn't make sense. And I know people are going to make a million excuses for it. That this stuff happens all the time. No, people don't just, this doesn't just happen like this, not to this extent, not to the extent it's happening. Uh, staying on the bright and cheery subjects, next we need to talk about my boy, Peter Hotez. If you don't know who Peter Hotez is, um, he's an idiot, but he's an American scientist, pediatrician, advocate in the fields of global health, vaccinology, and neglected tropical disease control. He serves as the founding of the Dean of National School of Tropical Medicine, Professor of Pediatrics and Molecular Virology and Microbiology at Baylor College of Medicine, and he's also the director of the Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development. you think he would be a little smarter, but he's not. Um, he is a giant idiot, and he's kind of a weenie. It says here, Peter Hotez inadvertently sheds light on too many sudden deaths. Uh, many COVID vaccine skeptics reported an unusual number of sudden deaths happening lately. However, we now have Peter Hotez, one of the most rabid COVID vaccine promoters, unwittingly join the Reporting Unusual Sudden Deaths Club. Professor Hotez's tweet today laments the sudden passing of his close colleagues and friends. Peter mentions that they were still active when they passed, so he means sudden deaths. His sudden deceased friends were champions of global health. Tireless COVID vaccine advocates like himself, Professor Hotez is not sure what to blame for these tragedies. Overwork? Exhaustion, he asks? I'm not so sure. Perhaps it's climate change. No, no joke. He literally says climate change. Or the stress of his friends or the stress his friends experienced from seeing vaccine misinformation online. Oh my word. He is such an idiot. Um, these people make my brain hurt. Uh, badge of Honor, Peter Hotez has blocked me on Twitter because he's a, he's a weenie and doesn't like to be called out. Um, RFK Jr. was on the Rogan podcast. This is going back a couple months. And Joe Rogan challenged Peter Hotez to debate 
RFK Jr. And of course, he wouldn't. And they were going to donate like a bunch of money to a charity of his choice. And a ton of other people were throwing money in too. And he still wouldn't do it. He just blocked everyone on on Twitter. Um, none of these so-called doctors, scientists are that are pro-vaccine will debate anyone. And this is my shocked face. I know you can't see it, but I look I look really shocked. Uh, obviously, that's sarcasm. All right. Another one of my most favorite people in the world, which one of the best lines that DeSantis has ever said is that he was going to chuck this little elf into the Potomac, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, why is he back in the news? Um, I was hoping he would go away. Uh, he hasn't, unfortunately. But he's back in the news, revealed... Anthony Fauci-run lab in Montana experimented with the coronavirus strain shipped in from Wuhan a year before COVID pandemic began. It says, take a look inside Anthony Fauci's Rocky Mountain BSL-4 biolab in Hamilton, Montana. National leaders acknowledged there was a need for new and better vaccines and drugs to prevent or cure infectious diseases. The Rocky Mountain Laboratories had a critical mass of talented scientists capable of studying everything from basic science uh, to the ultimate applied development of countermeasures. Those discovered those discoveries could be new diagnostic tests, therapeutic treatments, or vaccines that work against an array of emerging infectious diseases such as Ebola, Marburg, and Lassa fever viruses. These new facilities have really provided us a wonderful opportunity to make sure that we are at the top of our research capacity and be able to be responsive in the event of an emerging infectious disease or if someone deliberately tries to introduce a very dangerous agent into the public domain. We're applying the basic concepts here of research to understand how viruses cause disease and why there is so um, virulent using animal models and classic virology combined with modern molecular technology. Maybe that's why the Chinese spy balloon was hovering over Montana. Mm, doubtful, but anyways. <laughs> so you make the path pathogen, release it onto the public, make a vaccine for it, convince the public they need it or they're going to die. You know, fear, panic, everyone's going to die. Make a bunch of money then cause injury and death, and then make more money off of that. This is just gross and disturbing, and I feel like there's so much more out there that we don't know. Will we ever know? Will anyone ever be held accountable? Probably not. Um, but we need to keep talking about this stuff. We need to keep speaking the truth. We need to keep making people aware. Because the more people that say no to all this stuff, you know, maybe maybe we'll finally get somewhere. Maybe we'll finally get somewhere with it. Um, speaking of money, Travis Kelsey. Now, I used to kind of be a Travis Kelsey fan. That's not my football team, but this whole freaking Taylor Swift thing. Like, I just can we stop like having to see Taylor Swift when we're trying to just watch freaking football? I just want to watch football. Enough with the Taylor Swift nonsense. Just stop. Um, but Travis Kelsey, Kelsey uh, brand new Pfizer commercial out. He's promoting two things at once, which means to go get your COVID vaccine and your flu vaccine all at once. This is this is terrible advice. But according to a report from Andrew Petcash, 
Travis Kelsey was offered a strong incentive to take part in the Pfizer promotion. The Kansas City Star is stated to have have made a massive twenty million from the advertisement. I mean, we all knew that he did it for the money, whether he actually took the vaccine or not. Who knows? Um, but just, I it's disgusting. I can't even watch it. I don't even now. I don't like Travis Kelsey, and I can't stand the whole freaking Taylor Swift thing. Just can we just do sports? Can we just go back to where there was just sports? I just want to watch sports. Um, so there was just a report that I read, um, from a guy named Paul Whatcott. His dad passed away 10 days after receiving his flu shot along with his COVID shot, um, got him the same day, 10 days later, he passed away. The FDA is encouraging people to get both shots at the same time. Um, hammering those commercials at you. It's on the news, on TV, on the radio, everywhere, everywhere you see, they're still pushing this stuff. All while they published a study admitting that getting the COVID and the flu vaccine at the same time increases your risk of stroke. So that's just evil. It's just plain evil. There's no, there's no other, there's no other explanation for it. Uh, It's ridiculous. I, I just vaccines. I hope I just hope vaccines go away at some point in my lifetime. All right, two more quick tidbits of this wonderful subject on big pharma and COVID. There is uh, Steve Kirsch reporting on a Rasmussen poll: fifty-six percent of people who got the COVID shot are or were vaccine injured in some way. Forty-two percent want to sue. Yeah, no kidding. I would want to sue. Um, but only 75% got vaccinated. So that's a 56% injury rate, which is unprecedented for a vaccine. Uh, hopefully now that they've discovered the vaccines have been adulterated, that there is a loophole where people can go after the vaccine manufacturers. There's a bunch of legal teams working on that with Aaron Siri, who's amazing. You should follow him as well. He does the Lord's work. But hopefully we'll be able to go after these vaccine companies in the near future here. And then uh, Del Bigtree and Jeffrey Jackson from The High Wire is probably one of the best podcasts out there for vaccine information. Um, it says the Pfizer, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine injected into billions of arms was not the same one used in Pfizer's clinical trials. Are you shocked they lied to you? I'm not. There was a bait and switch. The public received vials contaminated with plasmid DNA. A new study by Kevin McKernan and colleagues found the presence of billions to hundreds of billions of DNA molecules per dose in these vaccines. Using fluorometry, all vaccines exceeded the guidelines for residual DNA set by the FDA in the WHO of 10 nanograms per dose by 188 to 509 fold. That's not 500%. That's 500 times the amount that's acceptable. 500 times the amount. Safe and effective, right? Yeah, safe and effective. All right. Leaving Big Pharma and all the COVID stuff in the past here, uh, moving right along, the Biden-Harris administration has announced the country's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. There is a press release 
from Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, who's probably the biggest moron on the face of the earth. But uh, she says here, President Biden ran for office to restore the soul of our nation. He is unequivocal. There is no place for hate in America against anyone, period. And then I'm not going to read this whole thing, but today's announcement is the latest step as part of President Biden's directive last year to establish an interagency group to increase and better coordinate U.S. government efforts to counter Islamophobia and discrimination within the United States. Moving forward, the president, vice president, and our entire administration will continue working to ensure every American has the freedom to live their lives in safety and without fear for how they pray, what they believe, or who they are. Unless, of course, you are a white Christian, um, then that doesn't count for you. Uh, so they come out with this nonsense. Well, Jewish people all over our country and the world are being attacked and threatened. And th- I mean, this is this is just awful. Well, it's awful what we're seeing. Uh, there was a Cornell student, Patrick Dye, Day, uh, D-A-I, I don't know. Um, he was arrested and charged for making online threats to kill, rape, and slit the throats of Jewish students. He also worked as a safety officer at Cornell. That doesn't sound very safe. Um, Harvard students surrounded a Jewish student chanting shame at him. Uh, The video is pretty terrible. Jewish students had to hide in a library at Cooper Union University as Hamas sympathizers tried to get in. They were literally barricaded in the library, scared for their lives. Cornell again, good Lord. Um, Cornell's not far from me. Used to be a great college, but all right. Cornell professor, also history professor. So you think he would know a little more, but they don't teach real history anymore. Um, Russell Rickford called for the attacks by Hamas exhilarating. I don't consider putting a baby in the oven to kill him uh, is exhilarating. That's just pure demonic evil. There's not even words for that. There's pro-Hamas rallies all over our country, all over the world. They shut down Grand Central Station in New York. And in Minneapolis, uh, there was a pro-Palestine protest organizer in Minneapolis named Zach Metzger. He's now claiming to be, now he's now claiming to be the victim. Yeah, he's the victim. After dozens of protesters harassed a poor elderly man just trying to drive down the road. Metzger says people were screaming in fear of the man while ignoring the fact that his protesters not only swarmed the man's car, but also chased him down the street after the man pulled out a knife to protect himself. I would be pulling out something bigger than a knife, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Metzger also tried pulling the victim card after he received hate mail in response to the incident. They literally attacked this little old man. Like, you can't even drive down the street anymore. I mean, this happened all with the BLM stuff, too. Uh, What do you do? What do you do when your vehicle gets surrounded by a mob of people and they're threatening to hurt you? But if you drive away and hit one of them, then all of a sudden it's your fault. Like this is just absolutely insane. Uh, They're calling themselves PLM, Palestinian Lives Matter. It's the new BLM. It's all nonsense. And the Biden-Harris administration's going to support them. And we know we can't be mean to the, the vicious, brutal, murderous Hamas people. but. It, it's, you know, it's all Israel's fault. Like, get out of here. We're not seeing pro-Israel rallies surrounding Muslims. 
threatening to hurt them, barricading them in libraries and attacking them. Like, I haven't seen any of those happen. Every Israeli protest I've seen has been peaceful. They're out there. I pass one pretty much every day on my way to work. They're peaceful. They're standing there with their signs. Like, they've got balls. I'll give them that because these Hamas and Palestine sympathizer people are savages. Uh, Just unreal. Unreal what's going on in this country. All right. Bibi Netanyahu, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, he is rejecting uh, Biden's, (laughs) rejecting Biden. I'll just say rejecting Biden. Uh, Netanyahu rejects Biden. No pause in fighting without release of hostages. Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu told his nation on Friday evening that he had refused the Biden administration's request for a pause um, in fighting ostensibly for humanitarian purposes. He met with Blinken, Antony Blinken, who's another idiot in our government. Um, He says he appreciates the consistent support of the uh, Biden administration and the American people, but conveyed to him that we are continuing with all our might. Israel refuses a temporary ceasefire that does not include the liberation of our hostages. Israel will not allow fuel into the Gaza Strip and opposes the transfer of money into the Strip. Good. Good. We don't need to be sending money over there for any of this. But we definitely don't need to be sending money to Gaza, uh, aka the Hamas terrorists. Like We need to go in get our people out because there's still American hostages over there and then stay out of this. Like let Israel do its thing. But we won't, of course. Of course not. We're not going to just stay out of this um, because we had a bunch of warmongers in our government. Um, But this is going to be like the next Vietnam. And we are not ready for something like that. Uh, We lost a ton of military because of the vaccine mandate. We've given a crap ton of our ammo and other weapons and who knows what else to Ukraine. Um, Biden's drained our strategic oil reserve, which we use for wars. We're we're not ready for this. Um, This is extremely concerning, to be honest with you. Um, Our military is not what it used to be. And I do believe this is going to escalate and we will be involved in this war. Um, And it's going to escalate here on U.S. soil, too. There is another caravan heading this way. And, you know, every time I, I'm just kind of, this is like an inside joke for me. But every time I hear the word uh, caravan, all I can think of is the Pat Gray show. Because every time they talk about another caravan coming to the U.S., they play the Jim Morrison or the Van Morrison song, um, Caravan. So hopefully you can hear this. So literally every time I hear the word caravan, um, that song pops into my head. But anyway, sorry, got a little sidetracked there. Um, But there's another caravan of illegals heading to our border. This is estimated at over 7,000 illegals. This is an invasion, a planned invasion uh, to repopulate America with third world culture and it's just like what's happening over in Europe right now. Like the protests, the the pro Hamas rot- protests over in Europe are insane. I think it was London. Like the streets were just mobbed, just mobbed. And um, in France, they were putting drawing the Star of David on Jewish people's homes. Like, what does that remind you of? Hmm. 
Uh, anyways, this is just, this is so, the, the border is a disaster. This is probably the biggest, um, you know, COVID's a big issue for me, but this, the border is probably the biggest issue right now. Um, it's only a matter of time before another event like 9-11 happens. And I know I'm going to say the 9-11 and all the conspiracy theorists are going to be, what's the government? Yeah, probably. But it was still you know, terrorists on planes that killed a bunch of Americans. And that's going to happen probably sooner than later all over our country. Um, they just arrested the, this dude. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to say his name. Sohab Abu Yash. I don't know. Anyways, he was a 20-year-old Palestinian asylum seeker. He's been arrested by U.S. police for planning a bomb attack against Jews in the U.S. Um, apart from his terror charges, he'll also be taken to court for illegal possession of a firearm. Um, this is this is going to happen all over. Um, about the migrants, uh, supposedly they're getting help from Chinese people. It says Chinese people were the fourth highest nationality after Venezuelans, Ecuadorians, and Haitians crossing the Darien Gap during the first nine months of this year. According to the Panamanian immigration authorities, Chinese migrants are using this route to fl um, this route fly to Ecuador and then make their way north to the U.S.-Mexican border. And I guess they're showing on TikTok, like uh, the CCP people, advocates, I don't know, are showing on TikTok how to navigate to get to the border. Um, we do not need CCP people here because that's just, just not good. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy how many terrorists are coming over the border. And I mean, they're already here. No one's going to do anything about it. Uh, Tim Kennedy he was just on Joe Rogan. He's a ranger, a sniper, special forces operator, also UFC fighter. He says, in light of what just happened in Israel, where they flew paragliders, not AI, it really happened, um, flew paragliders over borders, and then were able to kill 1,400 people in one day. And that was just a thousand insurgents in total. And you have to look at the number of people that have been coming over the border for the past three years. Um, we know that they are radicalized and we know they are on watch lists. It should scare you to death in the position that we're at. And we're going to have a really bad year. Um, yeah, whatever, call it fear mongering. Um, you're ignorant if you don't think something's going to happen and, you know, still live your life, go do your things. But I mean, it, it, it's going to happen with the amount of people that have come over the border in the past three years. They're not just here they're not just here to to have a better life and to work i mean some are some some definitely are there's a lot that aren't they're specifically coming here by orders of terrorist organization organizations and their government to come here and hurt us in, in any way possible um i don't even know what to say other you know we need to close the border we need to round up and deport all the illegals. Uh, it's never going to happen, not with Biden in there. Um, but stay vigilant, stay locked and loaded. I know I am. But all right, that's no more Hamas talk. 
we'll get into some kind of good news, some kind of bad news. Uh, but this is the last topic for today. Um, transgender men or biological men in women's sports. First, I haven't I haven't talked about this yet on my podcast, but if you follow me on any of the socials, I'm sure you can guess what my beliefs are. I am a Christian first. Uh, I don't know if I really consider myself a conservative anymore. I don't even know what conservative is anymore, um, but more of a constitutionalist. But I believe in the truth. Um, so I just wanted to say that because there are some self-proclaimed Christians out there that believe in the mutilation of children. So I mean, you just never know. But we'll start out with the word of God, because that's what my beliefs are based on. Deuteronomy 22.5, a woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing. For the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. And in Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. Uh, not 72 genders. I'm sorry if I'm offending you, but my belief as a Christian is that you were born a man or you were born a woman, and you cannot change that, and biology agrees with that. Uh, if you're an adult, and you want to change your gender and chop off your genitals, have at it. Um, but it's, it's not going to change what the truth is. Like, you cannot change your DNA. You know, I kind of paused on that because the vaccine is changing people's DNA. But besides the point, you can, if you were born a man, you cannot be a woman. And if you were born a woman, you cannot be a man. Now, with that being said, I'm not going to be mean to these people. Like, I don't hate them. I'm not going to be mean to them. I will treat them with respect. Unless you hurt another person in any way, then I'm not going to be nice to you. Because that, you know, anyways. Um, I'm not going to affirm you changing your gender or saying you're a furry in that you identify as a dog or a cat or anything that's not human I'm just not like this, this stuff needs to stop. It's gone. It's gone crazy and it's gotten out of hand. Um, if you're an adult, whatever you do in your bedroom, I don't care. I don't care, but we need to leave the children alone. Men need to stay out of women's spaces. And when I mean women's spaces, I mean, stay out of their bathrooms, their locker rooms, their sororities, their sports, uh, and jails too. Because they are raping women in jail. The, there was just a guy um, who identified as a woman who they let into a sorority and they caught him spying on his sorority sisters. That, doesn't, that just doesn't even make sense, sorority sisters, because he's a guy and those are women. Anyways, but I mean, creepy. That should that should not be okay. That's supposed to be a safe space for women. And then not even to mention Loudoun County, where the teenage boy identified as a girl. They let him into the women's bathroom. He raped a girl. They tried to keep it hush-hush, sent him to a different school, and then he did it again. So everyone out there that's screaming, you know, we, we need to let them into our bathrooms and affirm them, and we can't be mean to them. This is why 
This is why we don't allow this. This is why we don't want this to happen because they are hurting. And I mean, there's so many stories out there. All you, get, you just have to Google it, go on Twitter. There's story after story after story of these bad incidences happening. And when do we stop caring about women and girls' safety? It's like all of a sudden they don't matter anymore. We've got men winning women's beauty pageants. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, And this isn't some crazy, like, right-wing extremist stance. This is just common sense. We need to get back to common sense in this country. Um, So that's my stance. Not going to change it. No one's ever going to make me change it. Um, but here, good news. We got kind of some good news. Um, in martial in a martial arts tournament last week, several females boycotted because of the surplus of males competing against women. In the most of the women's divisions, there were more males and females competing. In one of the women's division, there were only males left competing, um, which is seen in the picture below. Obviously, you can't see that. Sorry. Um, there was not just one, but two trans-identified males who signed up in a bracket that me and several other women should have been able to sign up for, but couldn't because we didn't want to go against the men. Um, Alexander explained, she's one of the MMA fighters. And for a man to be able to come in and sign up in the women's bracket and discourage us from even being able to compete at all is absolutely heartbreaking and honestly scary. Um, The majority of the women feel scared to even speak out about this matter. They don't want to be labeled as a bigot or transphobic. There's so many girls just not wanting to sign up now because they are allowing this. Women's sports will cease to exist if this keeps up. Medals, belts, records, and money are going to be stripped away from women. Um, I have now spoken to four women who have all fought fought male fighters in the combat sport of jujitsu. They are extremely upset. They are self-excluding. They are emailing federation leadership and being dismissed. These organizations and teams that are encouraging this dangerous display of violence against women need to be publicly shamed into doing what is right for women or reap the outrage that comes with cowardice. Like this, biological men should not be competing against women. They just shouldn't. So anyways, the, they, they, all the women backed out and there, there was two biological men competing against each other in one of the categories. Like, do we just need to, the women need to stand up for themselves and say, no, we're not doing this. We're not playing this game. Um, so for the, the bad news on this subject, um, it's been reported that a male player, uh, so this is what was a field hockey game in Massachusetts, a high school field hockey game that just happened a couple of days ago. Um, this m- male player who identifies as a woman knocked the teeth out of a female player because males are allowed to play on female teams in Massachusetts because of the Equal Play Act. Uh, listen to the screams of these young women. Massachusetts field hockey team, Swampscott Big Blue, have a male senior on its team named Sawyer Gruthius. He knocked the teeth out of a female player on the opposing team. He also scored both goals in the 2-0 win for his team. Like that, it's just, it's just insane. Um there's been multiple incidences, especially in MMA, where this woman got her like her skull cracked open because she had to go up against a man. Like men are, I'm sorry, women, but men are stronger and faster and they have more testosterone. It's just the way it is. It, you know, it's just the way it is. We're never going to change that. Men are stronger and faster and it's not fair. 
it is not fair for them to be competing against women. Um, shame, shame on the schools, the coaches, even the parents for letting this happen. Like, take a stand and say no. Um, a girl has to get her teeth knocked out, her skull bashed in for tolerance and diversity and equity and all that other buzzword crap. I'm just stop the insanity. Women need to refuse to play this game. And enough is enough. Enough of that. All right. That does it for all the wonderful news today. Um, and as always, I kind of want to try to leave you with a little bit of encouragement. Uh, don't have a ton of that today, but, um, it's not snowing here. So that's encouraging at least to New Yorkers. Um, but I always want to talk a little bit about Jesus because it's super important, um, to get as many people saved as we possibly can bring them into the kingdom, into the church, tell them about Jesus. Um, we want as many people coming into the kingdom with this as possible. Uh, remember my goal, a hundred uh, souls for the kingdom. Well, I did have a nice little rhyme for that, and I don't remember what it was. Anyways, but um, so I want to tell you about this Bible study that I started a couple weeks ago. It's called Know Thy Enemy. Uh, it's by Steve Dace and Jeremiah Johnson. I absolutely love Steve Dace. I'm a Steve Dace fangirl. He made the movie Nefarious. He's written a ton of good books, but his podcast is my number one favorite podcast. I never miss an episode of this podcast. If you're a Christian, uh, it is fantastic. It's got a great worldview message behind it. And Steve is just a wealth of knowledge. And uh, Aaron and Todd are hilarious and amazing. I highly recommend it. But I just wanted to read you the introduction to this Bible study. It's really, really good. And it's got a lot to do with what's going on in our world today. So it says, our movie Nefarious inspired this Bible study you're about to embark upon. It has been described as a screw tape letters on steroids. Um, that's by C.S. Lewis. Great book. Um, in that momentous work on demonic influence, author C.S. Lewis warned about the twin traps we fall into when it comes to acknowledging evil. There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can, um, can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence, and the other is to believe and feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. Jeremiah and I each believe that, that we are in an era where there is a more where there is more danger in underestimating the influence of evil in our culture than overemphasizing it. Evidence of the spiritual battle is everywhere. Let's face it, few people want to be in a battle. As followers of Christ, however, we're in the middle of a conflict that has been raging for thousands of years, whether we know it or not. Thus, it's critical for us to know the eternal stakes. Anyone with military experience will tell you the value of knowing your enemy and determining what you're up against. That's why our Bible study, not coincidentally, is named Know Thy Enemy. Together, we will take a deeper look at the truth about Satan, demons, and the pervasive evil from the unseen realm that is manifested in our culture today. Yes, those are dark subjects, but they are also critical for those of us called to be like the sons of Issachar, who understood the times and what to do about them, just as in the Bible says. In that same Bible, Christ himself charges his people to understand and discern the signs of the times. 
The study will help you do precisely that, but thankfully it doesn't stop there. We will also examine everything we've been given in Christ to stand courageous and firm against the forces of evil. As the scriptures tell us 365 times, fear not. In fact, though, the truth of Um, In fact, through the truth of who we are in Christ and the armor he has made available to us, we can stand confidently against the enemy's snares and schemes. Um, I'm about three weeks in on that Bible study. It's really, really good. So I highly recommend it. You can get that book on Amazon. So also, we're going to recognize a small business this week. If you would like your small business recognized, please email me, J-C-A-L-V-E-R-T, 616-AOL.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Jenna Calvert Norman, um, or on Twitter, jcalvert616. Um, and thank you for the listeners over on um, Twitter. I got a lot of you. Um, I am approaching... 100 listens already or 100 downloads. I don't even know what the difference is. But anyways, I'm really close to 100. So thank you all for listening. Um, So the small business this week is Shellshock CBD. It's a veteran-owned company. They sell CBD and THC products. Um, Also pet products too. And I'm starting my doggies on the CBD chews because no matter what I seem to do, my dogs are still itching. I feed them basically just meat. They're on fish oil. I have zero toxic products in my home. I don't know what to do. I am like running out of options here. So I'm hoping the CBD will help. Um, but it's veteran owned. Of course, it's near and dear to my heart because my husband's in the military and my grandfather was and my father. Um, it's owned by John Burke, who is amazing, and Joshua Sherrill. Um, if you want a spicy, spicy podcast, that does not hold anything back and uses lots of curse words. Listen to the All-American Savage Show with John Burke. It is another one of my most favorite podcasts. He is no bullshit. He drops lots of F-bombs. It's hilarious. It's it's fantastic. Um, So that's it for today, guys. That's it for this week. Um, Wish I could get on more. I've got so much stuff um, written down and brewing in my head and so much stuff is happening in the world. It's just crazy. Um, it's hard to keep up with it, but enjoy your weekend. Go to church, love your family, pet your dogs, um, do good things, get outside. It's not snowing here in New York. And so we're going to be getting outside and just have a great week guys. I thank you for listening so much. Um, please share and rate and review however you do all that stuff. Um, And I really appreciate you guys for listening and I will see you next time on the next generation.